Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Welcome to the highly anticipated Fantasy Baseball Preview Edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Highly anticipated by me and maybe a few people listening. I've decided to be joined by two guys who are in our WFAN slash Personal Life Fantasy League. I don't know what to call it because half the league feature guys that don't work at WFAN. But it's a league that's been around for 16 years. And two of these guys, both of these guys who are with me, have won championships in this league. And I think overall they're pretty good owners. First of all, uh, one guy you're familiar with, Ernie Acosta, the producer of the Midday Show. Pretty good. I'm the best. I'm a, I win the division every year. I win championships routinely. Uh, so pretty good. I think it's an understatement. Okay, the greatest fantasy owner of all time. He is the defending and reigning fantasy champion. It was his second championship in our league. And also a guy that Joe and I have mentioned on the air. I don't know if you've ever popped on the air. He works here at WFN, and that is John Bogan. It's an honor for you to finally talk into a microphone next to us. I did talk once. but um, What was it about? Do you remember? It had to be next. Right? Uh, it was about Troy texting you and bothering you about something. Troy, who yeah. doesn't work here anymore. He's also in our league, and uh, he's... Kind of the troublemaker of the league. That's great. I think everybody who's in a fantasy league always has the one guy who doesn't pay attention who's an idiot, who you love having in the league because he sucks. We have a guy like that. <laughs> then you've got the cocky, but he backs it up and is pretty damn good owner like Ernie, as he expressed perfectly at the top. Then you've got the geek, the guy that keeps track of everything, the commissioner. Yeah, that's that's me. Yep. You got the up and down guy like Bogan. He's had success. He's had his failures. And then you've got the pain-in-the-ass clown in your league who always starts trouble, which I guess would be what Troy would be. He's pretty successful also, though. He's pretty successful. He's had some good success. Yeah. So today, a couple of things before we get started. Number one, Yahoo is the league that we use. I think Yahoo is probably the most popular of all the fantasy baseball and fantasy football leagues. So as far as position availability or eligibility, I should say, we will use them as a reference. That's for starters. Number two, even though we're in a keeper league, we'll obviously be basing this on non-keeper leagues. That's number two. And number three, so that this doesn't take seven hours, and I did this in an earlier podcast when talking about WrestleMania, I will set up a clock because we're going to go through each position, and we will not spend more than five minutes, max five minutes. It could be two minutes, depending on how much information we get out there on each position. We're going to go each position. The three of us will give our top five guys plus some dark horses. And if you so choose, guys that you're really down on. And then after we're done with all of that, maybe we'll talk a little bit about the league we're in and how to build your own keeper league. So let's start things off at first base. And I want to start 
What, what, but did that surprise well, you? Well, I have catcher as the first sheet because that's how it goes in order. But that's no, fine. No, 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 no big we, deal. We we throw things for we throw curveballs. It would also be here. a fast one because there's like one catcher. But no, <laughs> no big deal. Well, actually, makes it more difficult because you got to find other good players at yeah, that position. It's fair. But let's start off at first base and we'll kick it off with John Bogan. Your thoughts? Uh, so you want me to give you the first through five that I have here? Uh, how do you rank them? I have Goldschmidt as number one because I I don't think anyone's really at his level. I know he strikes out a ton, which Ernie hates, but... Just go through it. One through yeah. five. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I have Rizzo as number two. I kind of like, though, how he opines about each player sorry. afterwards. Yeah, yes. You want to do this in four hours? <laughs> I do a four-hour podcast. I mean, perfect. People don't care. Uh, Freddie them. Freeman at three. I have Hoskins at four. And Bellinger at five. That's interesting. I'm very similar to you, but a little different. I have Goldie number one, and despite the strikeouts, which I technically, I mean, I agree with Ernie that you want to stay away from a guy that's going to strike out 180, 190 times. He's reliable. Number two, he's in a contract year. Number three, he's in St. Louis now, which I actually like. I like that aspect. I flip Freeman ahead of Rizzo. I do, because Freddie Freeman went healthy, and that's the big concern. Remember two years ago, he missed a bulk of time with injury. He is just such a good hitter. He is such a good hitter. Strikeouts are going to be there, too, for Freddie. I think that lineup is only getting better. And if you look at Rizzo's numbers year after year, they're not as good. But they're consistent always. They are, and I think that's an advantage for him. That's why I have him number three. I have Hoskins number four. I think his ceiling is through the roof. Again, he's going to strike out a lot. He's going to have a lot of home runs, and he's eligible for the outfield. And the guy at number five, I think you guys are going to give me crap for. And if you listen to the show enough, you know I have an affinity for him. It's Matt Carpenter. And that's Matt Carpenter. Because, A, now he's got Goldie in the lineup. He scores a ton of runs, gets a ton of doubles. You can put him at second base, third base. So if you pick up another first baseman late, you've got that possibility. Those are my five guys. And I'm going to give you two guys I'm scared of. Joey Votto is not in my top five. He's not in your top five. No, thanks. He sort of crashed last year. I'm afraid that's going to continue. And the other guy is Jesus Aguilar. I don't know if he's going to produce the kind of numbers he gave last year. And I'll give you three surprise guys. All right? Ian Desmond, number one. First of all, he's not going to play a lot of first base in Colorado. Triples. Stolen bases. Bounce back season. I love Ian Desmond a surprise. Triples for those of you who have leagues with account triples. That is true. And <laughs> a keep lot, that a in lot mo- of leagues don't, obviously. And Ours same, does. And the same thing with strikeouts, too. If your mm-hmm. league doesn't count strikeouts, obviously those negatives we have about Goldschmidt, you throw out. Yeah. And you know who I have as a surprise? Robbie Cano. Because I think people forget he is eligible at first base. Ernie, go ahead. Uh, I agree with you on Carpenter and Cano, but not for first base. I like them better at second base, obviously, because first base, I think you have better options. Guys like Abreu, I like better than Matt Carpenter. Um, uh, yeah, Abreu, Bellinger, Hoskins. I like all those guys better than Carpenter and and Cano. My top five, Rizzo, Freeman, Goldschmidt, Hoskins, and Abreu. Uh, Rizzo is a combination of what he's done and what I think he's going to do. Is, I think he's going to have a huge year. You say he's been consistent. He has been consistent. Uh, last four years, 31-101, 32-109, 32-109, 25-101. 32, this year, I'm hoping 35-115 around there. Um, so I absolutely love Rizzo. And uh, I get three guys that I like late. Jose Martinez, for some reason, is going really, really, really late. I got him like the 20th round in the draft the other day for a 12-team league. I don't know why he's going so late. I'm not even sure what he is right now. But for what he did last year, 20th round, 18th round, 19th round, I'm going to take a risk on him. Would you rather have him or Jesus Aguilar? Two guys that sort of kind of came out of nowhere. Well, last Aguilar, year. you're going to have to pay a higher price for. Aguilar was going around 10th, 11th round. So right. I'm just going by price. And to me, Jose Martinez is a steal for where he's going. And he's got outfield eligibility, which I love those guys. Which is you where can he's put in be... all over the place. And that's where he's playing. Right, obviously. Right. But I love those guys. You can move all over the place because if you're a, uh, 
manager who's checking in every day, which I hope you are, because otherwise you're not going to win. You want guys you're going to plug and play all over the place to maximize on the potential of each guy. Uh, Miguel Cabrera, obviously, I'm going to take him. <laughs> That's my guy. I don't know where he is at this point. I, I don't either. He came off the injury last year. At this age, though, Pujols are still putting up really good numbers. And to me, that's the best comparison. Miggy's 35, going to be 36. And around that age, Pujols is putting up 35 homers, 100 RBIs. If healthy, I know that lineup's awful. I know they're probably going to trade Castellanos. But I could see 25-90 for this guy. And for where he's going, why not? I mean, he's probably going to – when healthy, he's going to hit 300. Can we at least agree on that? Yeah, he's a great hitter. I don't know what the home runs and RBIs, but he's going to hit around 290-300. Yeah. So for where he's going to go, I take him. And my third guy is Josh Bell. He's probably going to burn me again. No, you know what? <laughs> but I, I love Josh Bell. I, I wrote Bell down as well because I loved him last year. Mm-hmm. You've mentioned liking him. And I'm not one to just give up on somebody I like because they had a bad year. Right. Now, if you have caught stealings in your league, watch out. Because He's Josh Bell had way too many caught stealings. Right. So that's four minutes and 50 seconds. See, we did pretty good on that one. And you would just get Bell just to trade him to me or at least offer him 100 well, times during the I did season. offer him to you 500 times. It's, just, it's a big year for Bell. He's got to have a good year this eh, year. And he's from what soft. I've heard in spring training, he's very focused on adding power to his game. So 25 home runs from him, he's not going to go high. Plus, if, if you like a guy, are you really giving up on that guy after one bad year? That's has, the thing. Has Bell had a really good year, though? No, no, he hasn't. But I yeah. think that guys like me and Ernie were high on him, thinking he can blossom into a star. Are you saying keep going back to the well? Well, one more time yeah. <laughs> before you give it up. I'd rather uh, lose with a guy I like than with a guy I didn't like. Okay. Let's go to second base. Ernie, kick it off. Second base, I got Jose Ramirez, number one. Altuve, two. Daniel Murphy, three. Mm. Baez, four. I don't believe in Baez as much as everyone else does. Matt Carpenter, five. Um, Matt Carpenter's numbers to me are a lot better for a second baseman than for a third baseman. That's why I put him there. Uh, Jose Ramirez is probably going to be an MVP candidate, depending on uh, his health. And when uh, Lindor comes back, Altuve, I don't really have to defend him. I mean, he, the guy's great. He came up, what was it, a knee? He broke something in his knee last year, and he played through it. Yeah. So That's why his production was down. Right. And if, if healthy now, I see another 30 home run, 40 steal season for him. And I'm going to go through quickly my uh, sleepers. Travis Shaw is a sleeper like every year. Yeah, and he, I don't like him as a sleeper for third base, but for second base, for a guy who could hit 25 home runs, give you an OPS over 800, go get him. And you guys know I love this guy, Yuli Gurriel. He's eligible for every position I think except pitcher this year. That's not <laughs> exaggeration, but it's not very far off. Uh, for those of you in strikeouts leagues, he doesn't strike out a lot. He plays everywhere. He's in the most potent offense outside the Yankees in baseball, I think, in Houston. He's probably gonna be batting fourth or fifth. So I love Gurriel, and then the other guy is Cano. And I call him a sleeper only because in past years, he was like a top three round pick, and he's not that anymore. And he, I think he's going to have the production that should be top three. So I'd go out get Cano in the fifth, sixth, seventh I, round. It's funny. I think in New York-based leagues, there's a bias, good and bad, when yep. you're a Met. I think there's a good bias. Oh, he's a Met. I can't wait to have him. And I also think there's that negative bias. Oh, he's a Met. He's going to get hurt, and he's going to suck. And so I agree with you. I, I look at Robinson Cano. First base and second base eligibility, which I love. I'm a sucker for that. Give me guys with versatility. But I think in a way, he is sort of underrated because A's a Met and is this negative connotation. And B, you're right. He used to be first-round guy, second-round guy. He's fallen a little bit. He's a little older. I think it's why. There's so many young guys now that people love. Sure. And, and that's why I think they're going. That's a big part of it. I, I have Jose Ramirez number one as well. I mean, I think if you look at what he's done, even though he wears down at the end of seasons, which could screw you in a playoff format, 
Jose Ramirez right now has blossomed into a star. I mean, he could have won the MVP last year. He hits for power. He steals bases. He gets you a ton of extra base hits. He's number one. Altuve, I trust at number two. He didn't have a great year last year, necessarily. You mentioned the health, and he's had a couple of injuries in spring training so far. Reliable lineup. He will score a ton of runs. He'll hit for some pop. Stolen bases aren't there anymore. If you're in a league in which stolen bases are a big factor, don't think of Altuve as that guy. I think he's going to do it again this year. How many? I think he's going to go 25-30 You think this so? Year. Yeah. yeah. He I think he was dropped last year. I think year. it was the 17, knee. Yeah. The knee is why I think he didn't steal as much this year. last year. I think this year he's going to bring it back. We'll see. Good. I don't know. But speaking of stolen bases, and you didn't put this guy up here, Whit Merrifield. Yeah, yeah agree, I'm yeah. down on him this year. For completely what? down. Because of the lineup? I think people are overpaying for Whit Merrifield this year. I've seen him go in second, third round, end of second, third round. That's way too high for yeah, a but guy I, like that. I, I, look, he the, fills a lot of categories. That's he, the key. He doesn't hit a lot of home runs necessarily. He plays a lot of positions. I he get plays that. a ton of positions. He steals a lot of bases. What would scare me is the lineup. I mean, a lot of it's just not the Royals It's going to be awful. Well, I agree with you on that. And I, I, I don't know how you guys feel on this. I like guys who are going to be on good teams all year. Because at the end of the year, you start to have these minor injuries. These guys get shut down in September. And with Merrifield, if he has anything in September, they're shutting him down. I agree with you. Yeah, I am good. down on Javier Baez. Yep. I mean, he's been one of those guys you're waiting for him to become a star. He became a star. I think he's going to take a major step back this year. Two guys I'm high on. One veteran, one young guy. The veteran, Brian Dozier, to bounce back. Yeah, I had that too. He sucked last year. Now he's in Washington. Now, right now, I'm not sure how much he's going to play, but Ryan McMahon in Colorado. First base, second base eligibility. He's had a big spring training and Colorado. Colorado. Bogan, go ahead. For him, though, I feel like we've been waiting for him for like three years now. It's only been a year for me. You could say about yeah. half the Rockies. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I have Ramirez one, obviously. Altuve two. I have Merrifield three. I think you had that also. Yes, yes. I have Albies as four. I know he had a really bad second half, but maybe he steps it up. Well, the power might go down. His OPS stinks. Yeah, it does. And he has a lot of strikeouts. And the second half thing scared me too. I get turned off by guys who just fall off the fall yeah. off the rooftop. Did the league figure Ozzy Albies out? I and wonder quickly, about. Though? I don't know. I don't know. And then I have Torres fifth. Glaber Torres. Wow. I I think it's going to be an awful year for Glaber. I, I, I heard you say that a that's, few times. That's my one guy that I'm worried about this year. Um, also, it's obviously with Merrifield, who I said I'm not that high on. But I just, for whatever reason, I don't. I think one of the guys, either Andahar or Glaber, is going to have a bad year. Mm. And I believe more in Andahar because he's a bad ball hitter. So I just I, – not that Glaber's going to be awful, but I don't see him equaling what he was last year. I, he went through that big slump, and he came out of it. I mean, similar to how Judge did where he had that huge start, went really, like, ice cold, and then came back. I think he learned from it. I just let you go over the five-minute mark. Bogan. Oh, thank That's because I like him. I think it was Ernie's fault. Yeah, probably He was. took my time. So Definitely. you would take him over Daniel Murphy? Yeah, I would. But you're a Yankee fan, too, and that's a big factor no, in but all I, this. You have to I, I do that. like Murphy here. I would have had him six. In that ballpark. But, but you but you have to admit, and you both are Yankee fans, I'm a Met fan. If it's close, you probably oh, lean you, to the guy on your team. You go your team. I don't want to watch him. I, wouldn't agree. I do. I love Murphy this year. The guy's a former Met. I think he could hit three four if healthy, he could hit three forty three. Yeah, because you but you don't field. think it's that close. That's why. Because right. you you just said you don't think right. Murphy's gonna have a good year. I'll never forget at one of the drafts. And I well, actually I'll prove that right in a little bit here. <laughs> well, another position. Uh, I came down to a guy on my team. And a young first baseman. It was Ike Davis versus Eric Hosmer. And I remember saying, you know what? I got to stick with the. I'm a Met fan. And as I got to the board, I said, blanket. I took Eric Hosmer. And thank God, because yeah. look what ended up having Ike Davis. Anyhow, let's, let's go to shortstop. Uh, I'll kick it off. Here's my number one guy at shortstop. 
And see, I think shortstop's a little weird because I think our rankings are going to be all over the place. My number one guy at shortstop is Trevor Story. I start with him. Home runs, stolen bases. He gives you everything. He gives you everything. And you can hear it by these rankings. Again, if you're not in a league where they count stolen bases, everybody's different, fine. Just ignore it. But if you can give me pop, stolen bases, extra base hits, especially triples, which we have in our league, I'm all over it. And I kind of believe now Story's about to be that consistently good, big-time offensive shortstop. He's number one. Number two, Alex Bregman. And Bregman does qualify at shortstop this year. I don't think that's going to last. So if you're in a keeper format, don't view him as a shortstop long-term. I think this is going to be a monster year for Alex Bregman. Number three, Xander Bogarts. Notice I'm dropping Lindor for a few reasons. Bogarts. I think it's a contract year for Xander Bogarts, if I'm not mistaken. Francisco Lindor I have it for. I'm scared of the injury. And I'm just scared he's not going to have the kind of year he had a year ago. And number five, Trey Turner. If Trey Turner plays, which he did last year, that guy's going to steal 40 bases by accident. And the guy I'm on the fence about, and it's funny because he's around right now, is Brian Monzo, who has this guy as a keeper, Carlos Correa. I think this is the year we're going to find out what the hell this guy is. Because before he got hurt last year, he wasn't any good. It's not like Correa was having a very good season. But he was battling injuries all year. He had a back issue. He had a core issue, I think, also. Well, we're going to find out then. Mm -hmm. Let's find out how good this guy is. And I think too many people are high on Ahmed Rosario, and maybe it's because we're around here. It's the pro-med bias. I think everywhere. It's not just here. I think everywhere. everywhere. They're all over Ahmed Rosario. Look, he was better in the second half, but look at his numbers. They weren't exactly all-star worthy. I need to see it from Ahmed Rosario. Bogan, go ahead. Uh, Well, mine's a lot different. Just I have, real quick, you had Machado out of your top five then, right? Yeah. Top five, top six. I did because I think it's more, it's more than San Diego. Year one of that mega contract, I just don't think of the five guys I mentioned, I don't think he's going to be a better fantasy player than any of those five guys. I agree with you. Wow, and you're a big Manny guy. I also kept well, I just my, traded him for the same I kept my rankings to like where I thought the guys were going to play. What does that mean? You can put them anywhere. Like There's guys, you know, Javier Baez is second, third, and short. So okay. Like, if he's in a place. So you don't have buy as a shortstop? No. That's fine. You can, you can no, do I do have him short. I didn't have him at second. Or oh, third. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. So I have Lindor first, which goes completely against what you just said. He's hurt. That's a big problem. He's I got know. a calf injury. And even if he comes back with part of his values, he steals bases. Is he going to steal bases with that calf injury? Yeah, he had 25. Yeah. So how many yeah. does he steal this year? 12. He may shut it down completely from running. He could. I like him. <laughs> I have Trey Turner second. All right. I have Story third, I have Baez fourth, and then I have Bogarts fifth. I'm down on Baez. I'm afraid of him this year. I really am. Now, he did everything last year. He was stealing bases. He was getting triples. He was hitting home runs. Still striking out a lot. And he still strikes out just a ton. So does Trevor Story, though, in yeah, fairness. He does. Yeah, but, the same but I've seen Baez do this for like four years in a row where he strikes out 200 times. Story, yeah. I think last year, dropped it about 30 strikeouts lower from the year before. Mm. So are you done, Bogan? Yeah. Who I, do you not like? Shortstop. Who don't no, I? You like? didn't put Manny Machado up there either. But I have him at third. Okay. So I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you, that's not how you run your team, though. Who gives a damn what no, position they're really? Oh, just okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, fine. I would take him because I feel like then guys could creep into the top five in numerous categories. Right. right. So I stayed away from that. Uh, I got Bregman one, Story two, Turner three, uh, Machado four. Because I still, as much as I'm down on him, I like him more than Bogarts and Lindor five. Uh, Lindor, the injury scares me a lot. Um, he should be back in April, but like I said, who knows? Cavs are tricky. He could aggravate it. Then he's out till what, the All-Star break? I mean, until a guy's healthy, I have a hard time putting him any higher than five. 
no matter what the talent yeah. is. It is a deep position, though. Like I would like say, you you dress like a Simmons to fill in until he comes back. It certainly feels deeper than it normally is. You know, normally you look at shortstop. I mean, Gene Segura wasn't even mentioned. Gene Segura was a really productive player, and I think he's only going to be more productive in that Philadelphia lineup. He's not top five, but if you get him, you're not suffering at shortstop. And Glaber Torres, I know you probably didn't include him because he's not going to play a lot of shortstop. Mm -hmm. How about Tulowitzki, though? He's an interesting, you know, late round pick if you think he's going to have a renaissance this year. No. No, not touching it. <laughs> well, no no shot. You don't buy him? No. Uh, I'd rather Garrett Hampson if I'm going to go late. Yeah. I mean, but he, he should a... start. He's probably he's going to have second shortstop eligibility. And if you have a league of values, doubles and triples, I mean, how many he is this going to get? Yep, and he gets he's stolen bases. He's going to get probably yeah. 60 extra base hits if he starts from, from day Plus one. Plus the liability, with, and that's if Hampson plays, but mm-hmm. the liability with Tulowitzki is he's not going to play every day. Right. You already have that going against you. Right. Um, but my, yeah, I get my top five, but uh, I agree with you on Correa. I think it's a make or break year for Correa. That's why I'm very high on him. You're not getting that much of a discount because he's still going like the fourth round. Yeah. So it's not like he's falling completely. But I think he's 26 this year. So that's a big year to uh, show what you're worth. Um, so I'm loving Carlos Correa this year, especially in that lineup. Um, you kind of forget about him with all the other stars around there. So buying on Correa. All right, I'll let you go back to back. Third base, go ahead, Ernie. Back-to-back. Back. I got Nolan Arenado first overall. Jose Ramirez, which makes us a little weird because we're using these guys for different yeah, that's positions. Why yeah. Bregman, uh, Rendon, I love. Love, love, love so Anthony Rendon. So far, I am with you on the top four in exact order. Let me see who yeah. your fifth guy is. Machado. Uh, who'd you got in five? I, this is going to make Bogan very happy mm. because Bogan is a Chris. big fan of this guy. <laughs> and that is Eugenio Suarez. Oh, I thought you were going right. to go Chris Bryant on me there. No, no, no I, that, that's another guy. <laughs> the stock is down on him, man. This is it for him. It is. It's very – it. we got to talk it about is. that for a second real quick. Yeah. What do you guys think of Chris Bryant this year? Like, I, He's been my keeper forever. Right, right. If he doesn't step Elig- up this year, he's out. Eligible for the outfield. <laughs> um, it but almost he, hurt. I mean – But he's going down every single year. He seems, he's And he's always worse. hurt. I, yeah. But I think you just hit on it. I think that's a big part of the reason. He's talking a big game, though. Well, what does that mean? Well, you I mean, know, he's getting closer maybe he's to – self-motivated. <laughs> yeah. So where are you guys looking at him? I, I would put him behind Anthony Rendon. Right. I mean, I agree with you. I think Rendon is going to have a huge season. He's looking for a big payday. I think the Nationals actually have a sneaky good lineup. Right. You Rendon know, is so consistent every year. Right. Adam Eaton's going to be healthy, so you've got another guy on base in front of him. I think the problem with Chris Bryant is that if you look back at the last couple of years, his numbers are just not that. I mean, look what he did nope. last year. Well, I know mm-hmm. he missed a bunch of time, but that matters. Even the year before that, he had 29 home runs. You know, we're not talking about a guy who really built off of the 2016 season or even no. the year before that. No, he that. went down. He's he gone backwards. Down. And so at 27 years old, this is supposed to be the prime of his career. And I think that answers the question. The, the, the reason why Bryant's cooled off is because look at his production the last two years. Injuries don't matter. It doesn't matter to a fantasy owner. It matters if you what your production is. If yeah. you didn't play, well... That's a problem. Yeah. doesn't really matter in real life as much. In fantasy, it's huge. Yeah. You got to be out there. So, are you guys liking him? I mean, I know you said it's a make-or-break year for him. But, Evan, like, let's say you're in a regular draft. Where are you taking him? Um, I'm you're taking, taking him after those top five. Yeah, definitely. Rendon, uh, Machado. I think Suarez might even be ahead of him right now. Uh, so, you got Suarez think Su- ahead of I him. I mean, Matt, he wasn't. But I think Matt Carpenter's ahead of him. Okay. I agree with that. I mean, Matt Donaldson, Car- Turner, are you putting those guys ahead? I'm not putting Donaldson okay. ahead of him. Definitely I'm not, not putting Turner ahead of him. I think Justin Turner's a really good hitter. Mm-hmm. I, he looks like he's a walking injury right now. So you've got Bryant's around eight. Uh, probably more like six. I have him six. Yeah. I thought you had him. Who else you did your I have top, ahead of him? You had your top five. Then you had I Carpenter. Didn't, didn't yeah. And that was it. Okay. So that gets you to about seven. 
you know, do I put Matt Chapman ahead of him? Not really. Do no. I put Andahar ahead of him? No. Not yet. Julie Gurriel, eh. Uh, Travis Shaw, no. Kyle Seeger. Kyle Seeger, <laughs> who's going to miss for God knows how much time. Mm-hmm. I like Suarez. The thing about Suarez, and you built him up last year, Bogan, the guy hit 34 home runs, and he's only 27. Yeah. If you compare Suarez to Chris Bryant over the last two years, how could you really say with a straight face? That you wouldn't take Suarez. He's much more consistent, and he keeps getting better. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. So, what you got? Top five. Arenado one. I have Bregman two because he'll be playing as as I told you earlier. I have Machado three. I still think he's going to produce there. I have Rendon four, and I have Carpenter fifth. Interesting. Now, one guy I love this year. Yes. Love, love, love. Unfortunately, I won't be picking him because he plays for the rival. That's Devers. Yeah. He's batting 400 in spring training. He had an awful sophomore slump last year, but we know he's got talent. And that lineup, I see a lot of guys are going to have a step back last year. Like, yeah. I don't think J.D. is going to be as good. But I tend to be probably what he is the better. But I think Devers is going to have a huge year this year. And you're getting a discount for him because he's going way late in a lot of these drafts. He's going behind the Muncies. Yeah, but people are starting to creep up are on they? him, though. Yeah, he went for like $20 in mine. I'd be scared of Muncie. I'd be scared of Brian Anderson. Uh, one guy who I think is, and this is late. Okay, I'm not saying you use any kind of premium pick. You may not even have to draft this guy. Is Gong. Young Young Ho Gong. He's going to play, and we forget because he didn't do anything last year, and he didn't do anything the year before that, so the guy's never really done anything in a couple of years. Back in 2016, guy had 20 home runs. Guy was productive. And he was part-timer too, right? Yeah. He he had 21 home runs and 318 at-bats. So I know there's a lot of risk because he hasn't done anything the last couple of years, but he's going to play. And the team scares you. But, hey, that could be a late-round steal. That's why I'm saying late-round yeah. steal. No, he's going, I'm not saying early. He's right. going early. That's a DOS man move. Hey, if, Well, in our league, because we have – If you don't have a third base, we need a guy, and you see him around, yeah, I could, I could yeah. see you taking him. Uh, let's go to catcher, which was supposed to be yeah. your very first position. Should have been first. And I'll start it off for you. Number one is JT Realmuto. Yes. <laughs> I want to say number one is Gary Sanchez. I do. What what scares me, and I'm a Ernie will tell you, I'm a Gary Sanchez defender. Right? When callers call up and rip him, I defend him. I, he was so bad last year and hasn't really done a lot in spring training, not that I'm getting nuts about that, that I kind of need to see him bounce back. I feel safer with JT Real Muto. Real Muto is safe. He's obviously in a much better lineup. There'll be pressure on him, obviously, in Philadelphia. But I just feel safer with him. I will slot Gary Sanchez into that two-hole. I'll tell you a guy who I think is going to have a big year. Yasmani Grandal. You I'm telling him. you. I have had enough. I hate Yasmani Grandal. <laughs> I've had him two straight years. I can't stand him anymore. Well, why do you keep drafting him? That's Because he's all that's available. He hits home runs. I like it. <laughs> but you know what? One-year deal. Good lineup in Milwaukee. Good, good ballpark to hit in. How many home runs did he get last year? 24. Last year he had 24 home runs. I wouldn't be stunned if he had 30. I would. Oh, okay. Well, you could be stunned. But he never play, He doesn't play that much. He needs like two days off a week. Well, But that's catcher's. Look, yeah. unless you're finding the catcher who's going to DH or play first base the way you Buster Posey used to, that's not something you're going to find. So I have Grandal number two. I, I, I want to say Wilson Ramos is three because right. he's a hell of a hitter. Just as a Met fan, there's that natural reaction to be sort of scared. But I'll put him number three. Buster Posey's not going to end up on my team because I think his name value is just going to get him drafted. And I think he's had a good spring training, but I'm scared of Buster Posey. He's had so many. That Lineup injury. stinks. The park stinks. Yeah. 
And then just out of safety, I'll say Yachty five, even though. So it's your gonna... top five again are Sanchez, or Real Mudo, Sanchez, Grandal. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, Wilson Ramos, Yachty. Bogan, go ahead. I have, I mean, to me it's easy. Sanchez is number one. Over Real Mudo? I mean, obviously him being hurt hurts his stock there. But he almost had the same power numbers in his worst career season probably. 186. I understand, but. Uh, I know Real Mudo's in a better Lineup now, I don't know. That's going to help him in a better ballpark, yeah. too, by the way. I don't know. Okay. I have You're a Yankee M- fan. That's fine. I have Real Mito, two. I have Ramos, three. Okay. I think it's a decent lineup. I don't think the Mets are a good lineup. I think they're good. They're decent. Uh, I have Contreras, four. I think he'll have a ba- bounce back here. He struck out a ton, but maybe there's no pressure now. And then I have uh, Molina, five. Hmm. Yeah, I... I wanted to put Wilson Contreras in the top five. It's a selfish burn. Last year, I traded Clayton Kershaw for him, yeah. and he wasn't productive. Fantasy is personal. It is personal. <laughs> no, it is definitely. And I want to admit that. I think if I took my personal feelings aside, I probably would put him a little bit higher because I agree. I think he will bounce back. I think his production will be closer to what he was in 2017. He had doubled the amount of home runs he had for a higher average. He was just a better baseball player. He played less, too, which is yeah. interesting. But... For me, it's personal, and he's dealing with a little bit of a finger issue in spring training. Go ahead, Ernie. Um, one thing about Real Muto in his favor, he had 501 at-bats, which is more than all these other catchers we're talking about. Also, first base eligible, which yeah, if you pick up another catcher, most people don't, but if you do, you can always move over to first base. That's a big factor, and Posey has that too. Those are right. the two main catchers who have you need two that. catchers. <laughs> it's hard yeah, enough to find one catcher, harder, yeah. so yes. finding two catchers. Now, if you find a guy late and you start him, then you can move JT over You know first. what I love about that? Because last year, I mean, I just said it, I traded Kershaw for Contreras. I had Buster Posey, so I had both Posey and Contreras. I loved knowing on an off day, I just plug in my other catcher. Yeah. I hate giving away, basically, not having a guy to play. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to carry two. I mean, even if there's, well... Interesting. Well, we'll get to it. Let me just go through mine real quick. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Um, I've got Gary Sanchez still first overall. The Sanchez, the great Sanchino. That's right. Uh, the, the Sultan of Sanch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is there any more I can think of? 18 homers, 53 RBIs in 89 games. Obviously, he batted 186. We know that. The shoulder uh, surgery in the offseason worries me a little bit. Um, so I'd probably expect the first month of uh, not doing rough, so yeah. well. But after that, I think he's going to take off. We forget that this is a guy who single-handedly won the Yankees their only game in Fenway right. last year with his two bombs. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so I got him first, JT second. I think JT's going to have a really good year. Um, in the lineup, the ballpark, um, I think he's going to be invigorated with actually playing for a team that cares which is for the first time yeah. in his career. Uh, I got Contreras three. Uh, he hasn't burned me, so I've got him there yeah. with Rizzo and Bryant, and I think he's going to have a really good year. Grandal four and Ramos five. I think Ramos is going to go uh, late. That's why I like him a lot because I think after the first two guys are gone, maybe three guys are gone, all the other catchers are going to fall. And I think you could get Ramos for a really good price later on. Uh, my two sleeper catchers, Omar Narvaez and Danny Jansen, who are two guys I coincidentally started after Gary Sanchez got hurt both times yeah. last year. <laughs> so Narvaez has power. He's in Seattle now. Uh, he should be playing every day. And people like Danny Jansen a lot as a prospect. He didn't do much for me last year, but he's – Having an okay spring, not great. He had, I think, a triple against the Yankees the other day. Um, but those are two guys who, if you're stuck with no catchers, uh, I'd probably grab them later on. By the way, one guy I love, and I, I swear, the only reason I love him is because, A, I know he's going to play half the time, and, B, the position eligibility is so unique. 
is the kid from Texas, Isaiah Kiner Falifa. Kinsla Falafel. That's what I call him. That's how I remember who it is. Kiner Falifa. How many guys can qualify at catcher, second base, and third base? But do you want him at those other positions? No, he's my. You know what he is? Here's the way I view him. I don't like giving up at bats, okay? I don't like giving up a spot because my catcher is off. And so, A, I know Isaiah's playing half the time. All right, so he's getting a decent amount of time. And number two, on those days where a bunch of people have off days, not only is he my backup catcher, but if I've got to throw him in at second or third, I'd rather put a guy in the lineup than not have anybody. There are some, at least in the league we're in, who actually won't even start a catcher. I know. They'll say, you know what? The catching production is so bad, I don't want to. And while that could hurt you in strikeouts and batting average, what about the home run, the double, the run scored, the RBI? So when I say Isaiah Kiner, Falafel, I don't say him as my starting catcher. If you want to carry two catchers, I like having a guy like that. He would be the good backup catcher to Let me ask you about what you just brought up, because that's what I wanted to ask earlier on about what about not having a catcher and instead having a guy who plays a million positions, you know, this year's version of Zobris, Marwin Gonzalez, who maybe a guy like LeMahieu, leaving the catcher position open because you couldn't get one of those top guys and having a guy who could give you 290, 20 homers, ADRBIs that you just fill in when guys are off. Why not throw. both? Yeah, you could have both guys in the roster. I would have both. But on some teams, you can't. Sometimes if the, the bench is limited and you only have one or two guys on the bench because you load up on pitching, right. you can have that guy that you can yeah. fill in instead of, you have a, instead of having a catcher who kills you in all the categories. And I, I'm saying this if you don't get one of the top guys. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I still don't think it's worth it. Because yeah. I would still rather start Robinson Chirinos, who could hit 20 home runs. I'd still rather start, you know, Wellington Castillo or, you know, Francisco Mejia if he ever turns into anything. I'd rather have a guy that could hit me a three-run home run. Right, but we're talking 12-team league. And to be fair, in catcher, you probably have eight that you really like. After that, yeah, would you go with a Tucker Barnhart or Ian yeah, Gomes? Because I still think it's better than nothing. Yeah, I'd rather have a little bit than nothing. Yes. I get that, but when one guy's having 257, the other's hitting 240. I think I'd rather go with the guy that's going to fill in all the positions. Nah, I just I I, I love to maximize at bats. I understand what you're but saying, but I'm maximizing at, at bats by having that guy fill in for guys who are yeah, off. Yeah, but Ernie, most of the time you may not even need to play a guy like that. If guys are playing and you don't have that many off days, you may never employ that. If guy. If I have a short bench, I may need it because if there's always somebody taking a Look, day off. I guess if, if you're they, loading up on pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. If you have you're very heavy pitching, maybe your league doesn't have a lot of roster spots. Yep. I guess I can see a scenario like that, but to me, it doesn't appeal to me. Uh, let's go to the outfield, and Bogan will let you start it off. Ooh. Well, I mean, if you don't have Trout one, I don't know what you're doing. You could have Mookie Betts. Betts is right there. Yeah, he's number two. You could I have him. JD number three. Yep. I have Yelich four, and then I have Judge fifth with Acuna right there, I feel. I feel one more year out of Acuna, he could be right there. I've got Trout one. I agree with you. I can't put Mookie above him. I think Mookie was fantastic. I think he'll be fantastic again, and that's why you're 100% right. Trout one, Mookie two. J.D. Martinez will not be as good as he was last year. Christian Yelich will not be as good as he was last year. So I'm going to drop those two guys down. The MVPs. Even though J.D. didn't win in the MVP, he could have. I'm going to drop them down. So who do I move into the third slot? The person I move into the third slot is Charlie Blackman because – what are you ushing about? These are all fantasies draft-based. What was that? These are two guys you want probably you're going to throw in here. What does that have to do with you anything? Nah, a lot. Well, Charlie Blackman's not being kept in our league, so yeah, there's a chance I'll yeah, draft him. Yeah, but you're fantasizing him. about him being on your team. Well, but I like him. 
I don't think Christian Yelich is going to have the same production he had last year. So now, in our league, if first overall, if Yelich was there, you're taking Blackman over him. In still. a non-keeper league? In our league now. Because in our league now, you're probably going to take Blackman first overall. Let's say Yelich wasn't captain. He's there also. So it's not a keeper league? No, in our, let's pretend it's our league no, right then, now. But that's different because Charlie Blackman's 32. I'm just talking for this year. For this year, Charlie yeah. Blackman, yes. Okay. Oh, absolutely. For this season, Charlie Blackman. Because Christian Yelich was tremendous last year. Mm-hmm. He was tremendous. He had 36 home runs. The year before that, he had 18 home runs. 18. The year before that, he had 21 home runs. In a very similar amount of at-bats. I am not convinced yet he's doing that again. Charlie Blackman didn't have a great year last year. Would you agree with that? Wasn't a, a, a Charlie Blackman-esque no, year? No, he did not. not at all. Okay. Charlie Blackman at 29 home runs. Mm-hmm. The year before that, he had 37 home runs. The year before that, he had 29 home runs. I feel in a down year, Charlie Blackman's hitting me 29 home runs. I can't say that about Christian Yelich. I don't know that yet. Now, I'm not expecting stolen bases out of Blackman. He's more you in can't that, anymore. You can't. He's more in that 14 to 15 range. Yelich stole 22. Is it that big of a difference? Back, that big of a difference? And I think Charlie will bounce back batting average-wise, OPS-wise. The triple factor is huge. It's a huge factor in the ballpark he plays in. And so, for that reason, yeah, I mean, if it's long-term, yeah, Yelich is five years younger, of course. But short-term, I say Charlie Blackman. On the other side, and I think you'll agree with this one, Ernie, I know you love the guy, is Andrew Benintendi. Mm-hmm. Benintendi is still a baby. He's 24 years old, and I'm buying that he is going to explode this year. It's like the opposite of Yelich. I think Yelich comes back to earth. I think Benintendi could off. double his home run production from last year. Okay. He had 16 home runs last year. Who are your sleepers? I uh, got a couple of sleepers. Okay. All right, you ready? Number one, I don't know if this guy counts as a sleeper, but that's Eloy Jimenez, who is a huge prospect in I baseball. Kept him. He's coming up. All right, they're going to make him sit for a week or two, obviously, but eventually he's going to come up. Another guy, Austin Meadows. Austin Meadows, for a short period of time last year with Pittsburgh, when he first got called up, was through the roof. Through the roof. This year, spring training, Tampa Bay. Said about 350. I think Austin Meadows Steals has a bases, power. big season. Mm-hmm. Steals bases, all of that. And to your point about first base, Jose Martinez, he qualifies yeah. in the outfield for whatever reason. He's taking a real big hit. Did you get your fifth guy? Uh, I don't know if I did. Actually. You gave a bunch. No, yeah, I, I think I named like I 12 guys. I could only get four. Oh, so. yeah. Then I'd probably drop JD to fifth. Oh, okay. I'd probably put right. him in that fifth slot. But I'm, I'm moving Blackman. And I'm moving um, Ben Intendi above them. I think both of those guys have big bounce back years. Ernie, go ahead. Uh, Trout, Betts, one, two. I got Judge three this year. I think he's going to have a huge, huge year. Um, J.D. Martinez, I dropped down to four. He's going to be good, but not as good as last year, which, I mean, it's hard to be as good as last year. He was amazing last year. And Yelich, five. I agree with Evan. Yelich is one of those guys you took in, like, the fourth, fifth round, and you, you liked him a lot, and you knew he'd give you something. He was underrated. Now I think he's overrated. I do think he has a little bit of a drop back. I would still take him over Blackman, obviously, because that and that's why I have him in my top five. Um, I think he will steal more bases than Blackman this year. Blackman's what, 31, 32? 32. Yeah. I mean, I got younger legs out of Yelich. I think he's going to have to do more on that team, uh, stolen base-wise. I don't think he'll be as good as last year than his MVP year, but I still think he's a top five outfielder. Uh, I've got three keepers. Adam Eaton, I think, is going to have a bounce back year. Adam Eaton. Um in Whenever I hear Adam Meat, I think of yeah. the fantasy owner in our league. Which you league. can say now because we're on a podcast right. if you yeah, want. I'm going to choose not to. Okay. Uh, I think there could be kids listening. <laughs> yeah, it's so. not great. Not so great. We have <laughs> Adam Eaton, if healthy, should score a billion runs for the Nationals. Um, two, 
Castellanos, you know, of I course. love every the year. The baby, yeah. People forget about him. Uh, he's in Detroit. He's probably going to get traded halfway through the year, but I think he's a guy you could get for a decent price um, for guys that he compares pretty favorably to. And, of course, my guy, who I drafted three years ago in the fourth round and regret ever since. I'm going back there again this year. David Dahl in Colorado. Let's go. <laughs> yep, everybody's Ten triples, yep. 15 yeah. steals. Um, and there's another guy I want to ask you guys about because this is a guy who people love every single year. Go ahead. He's fooling people again this year. Go ahead. Byron Buxton. What are we thinking? Uh, oh, never. He's having a huge I, I, spring training. I do buy him, but it's late. It's a late, late pick. How Oosh. late? Before Man. or after Billy Hamilton? Before <laughs> Billy Hamilton. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'd say before Billy Hamilton because <laughs> Byron Buxton's only 25 years old. And last year Came up way was... early. That's why we we kind of – we don't think as much of him because he came up so early. He struggled. So you think he's but like Aaron he Hicks? should be. Yeah, he I should... think he could be, yeah. I think he could be. Because his max, if he's healthy, is 30-30. Yes. Maybe yes. more than that. Yes. I'd probably say – 16th round and, and, and later? That's very late. I mean, he's not so going not getting 16th him? round. I then I'm probably no. not getting him. Yeah. I'd okay. be too afraid earlier. But you said you just said the potential is there yeah, for 30-30. How many guys potential. do you have that for? Potential. But how many guys could go 30-30? So where would you draft him? 12th round? Yeah. Yeah, depending on what's out there, obviously. 10, 11, 12. He's, I'd make it my third out. How many people do you think are high on him, though? I think everyone's high on him. Yeah, Everybody is? Yeah, I think a lot of people are high on him. Okay. Well, I... <laughs> Let's put it this way. The guys who were high on him last year are high on him again this year. Yeah. It's kind of like we were talking about earlier with um, they just, Josh Bell. Yeah, you keep falling for the same guy because you think this is the year, just like me with David Dahl. You're thinking yeah. this is the year he's going to put it all together. Well, I, you know, we'll get to starting pitchers, and this is a little bit of a homer view, but also a, okay, this is it view. I know. It's Noah. It's Noah Syndergaard. Oh, they're going to say Zach. Okay. Zach Wheeler? <laughs> no, no, I don't buy Zach Wheeler. I'll get to him in a second. I'm not putting Noah Syndergaard first. First mm-hmm. is Max Scherzer. Okay. Yeah. At this point in the world with starting pitchers, I don't think you can argue anybody but Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer is a model of consistency. 300 strikeouts. I mean, he that's stri- incredible. He yeah. strikes out a ton of guys. He always has a mid two ERA or lower. He makes 32 starts every year, and he gets wins in leagues that still have wins, which we do. And trust me, I get it. Max Scherzer is 34. He's going to crash. It ended very quickly for Roy Halladay, very quickly. It seems like it's ending for Clayton Kershaw right now. I know it's going to go, and one of these years he'll be the first pitcher taken, and it's going to crash. And maybe it's this year. He is 34. But until proven otherwise, I can't see how anybody can make an argument for a starting pitcher not named Max Scherzer. And we thought it was ending for Verlander, and it didn't. I mean, he bounced back back around the same age. Um, and we almost think that Scherzer had a bad year last year, which yeah. he didn't. It's just that DeGrom was so amazing. Then any other year, Scherzer's again a Cy Young winner last year. No, you're right. And that, that's where I, I got – I started fighting with myself on number two. Because, okay, Max is number one. Who the hell is number two? Is it Garrett Cole? Is it Jacob DeGrom? Is it Verlander? Is it Kluber? Is it Syndergaard? Is it Sale? I, I, I'm going out on a limb to say Noah Syndergaard because I think that this is his year. Last year was Jacob DeGrom's of the year, and I'll get to what I think is going to happen to him. Syndergaard has not had a full season pitching since 16. Last year he made a bunch of starts, but he did miss a month. He always had something getting in his way. I think this is the breakout, dominant. You know, Terry Collins always says this could be the year Noah wins a Cy Young. I think that's the year for Syndergaard. That's why I'm going to put him all the way up at number two. Number two. At number three, I, 
Chris Sale scares me because I think they're going to take it very easy with him. He only threw 158 innings last year, but his strikeouts, his whip, his ERA, they were so ridiculous that I got to put him at number three. I'm going to bump my boy Jacob DeGrom to number four. I think he's going to have a good year, but not nearly the year he had last year. And at number five, contract year, I'm going to buy Garrett Cole. I've always been skeptical of him, Ernie will tell you, but I'm buying in him enough, enough of him in a contract year that he gives you another big-time productive year. That's my top five. Bogan? I have Scherzer one. I actually have DeGrom two. Okay. I think, I mean, he's still playing for the contract unless they do something before we start here. Right. Um, I have Verlander three. I have Sale four. Same concerns where I think he's he probably is number two, but if he, they're going to ease him in. 36 yeah. for Verlander, by the way. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah, four I had Sale. And then five, I have Bauer. Trevor, yeah, oh, I think he's Trevor. I think he's. I'm really, buying Trevor too. I like Trevor. He continues to ke- get better and better. And I'm like, I mean, last year he missed some time. That was on like a freak injury, right? Yeah. Like come back into the foot or something like that. The Indians' rotation isn't talked about enough. They are oh, to like, me better one through than five. The Mets solid. No offense. When you look at all those guys, Carlos, they got, Carrasco, Trevor Bauer, yes. Corey Kluber, Bieber, yeah. Yeah. Bieber, five, Clevenger, four. Clevenger's I mean, out, right? Come on now. Hmm? Is Clevenger out? No, he's there. I thought he may got banged up. He may miss the first couple weeks, but he's. He's there. Um, so who are your sleepers? Starting I picture. actually – I had Josh James down here, mm. but it looks like he's not going to – No, he's going to the pen. Yeah. So. For now, though, at least. Right. I like uh, Tuki Toussaint. Oh, okay. Oh, From Atlanta. Tuki. I like him. I like him. I like the name. I took him they, my You league. know what? They need him, too. Mm-hmm. They actually need him with Fulton Evich banged yep. up. They need him to step up. So I like him. A lot I, of strikeouts, but high ERA. Right. And then who are your sleepers? I, here are my sleepers, and I don't know how – much you define them as pitching so tough with this. Yeah. I think Walker Bueller could be the breakout stud, could be the Aaron Nola. So you're taking him as your ace. If you're if you got a team this year, he's your number one guy. You're comfortable going. If to I'm missing him. out on a bunch of other right. guys, I always like to circle and say, here are the guys that have a chance to really break out and be aces. And there are two guys that jump out at me: Walker Bueller and Herman Marquez. And I'm biased mm-hmm. with Marquez because I rode him last year for the final month and a half a year when he's striking out 11, 12 guys. Future. I know it's Colorado, but I think that is completely overblown. So I think those are the two guys that could be breakouts. Now, does the innings limit worry you a little bit with Walker Bueller? Because I've heard that they may keep him to 180 this year. It doesn't worry me that much because guys aren't pitching nine innings anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Do the math. If a guy's going to pitch six innings every day. But if they know they're going to playoffs, would they maybe slow him down a little bit in August, September? I think they're going to slow him down, but they're not going to shut him down. And I think I'd rather have a guy pitching every five or six days than be pitching only five or six yeah. innings, chance to get me a win, chance to get me six, seven strikeouts, than being shut down. I think Nola takes a step back. I think Snell takes a step back. You know who's a sleeper, a sleeper in a weird way? Mad Bum. I think Madison Bumgarner. Yeah, people are really down on him. Mm-hmm. I think he's still an ace. And I think Charlie Morton's going to suck this year. Okay. And this is just obvious. I can't touch Severino. I yeah. don't know how far you let him drop. But right now, I don't know when he's going to pitch. He went in the ninth, tenth round of my league the other day. Wow. And I wasn't touching him. I mean, how can you? When the guy's got a shoulder well, sur- yeah. a shoulder injury. In these I mean, New York-based leagues, I mean, yeah. people always jump on them. But even for that, ninth round for Severino was late for us. It could be a big payoff. Oh, I got one other negative for you. Because I've seen him ranked high in some places. Anibal Sanchez. Oh. I think you got, <laughs> you, you did mirrors last year with him. If you were yeah. able to ride him at all, I think he has a, he could be out of their rotation. That's how bad of a year I think Anibal eventually has. <laughs> Pitchers for me, you guys know this. I always wait on pitchers. I'm one of those guys who's just going to take offense first four picks. Yeah. So to me, when if you're taking a pitcher early, take one you like, take one you believe in. I'm, you know, Scherzer, yeah, number one. Um, 
I got Kluber number two just because he's a model consistency every year. Um, and then all the rest, I mean, just mix and match. Whoever you like, just take him there. I love Garrett Cole this year. Contract year, he's young. Problem is with him compared to the rest of these guys, he walks a lot of guys. So if you're in a league with walks, he's one of the aces that's going to hurt you there. Um, but I love him in that division, in that with that lineup, contract year, I I think he's probably going to win this. He's my pick for the Cy Young this year. Um, you and I both love Jermon Marquez from yeah. last year. He yep. helped us a ton. Paxton, to me, is one of those guys you could get away with in the fourth, fifth round and hope he's your ace, ace for yeah. the season. I love that strategy of finding guys the fifth, sixth round that you like a lot. I did that last year with Severino and Gary Cole in one of my leagues. They both carried me, uh, and they were both fourth, fifth round picks. I love Trevor Bauer. You can probably get him after the ace yeah. run is gone. You can grab him in the fourth, fifth round. Like I said, Paxton, after that, it gets a little shaky. I mean, you don't want to go with Patrick Corbin as your ace. No, you don't want to go with Zank Greinke as your ace. I know he's usually good, but I can't Strasburg, trust Strasburg, always a risk. You yeah, can't. I can't trust Strasburg. He's got to be my two. Um, yeah, Jose Barrios, Flaherty. I, I can't get away with those guys. No. My one. Yeah. So after the ace run is gone, I'm going to try and get a Bauer. I'm going to try and get a Bueller. I like him also. I'm going to try and get a Paxton. But if you don't get one of those guys, you're, you're going to be in for some tough sledding. You're going to be stuck with the Michaelises of the world. Wheeler I like a lot, but he's probably going to be my third best pitcher on my team. Um, let's go to the next page here. <laughs> I like Cal Hendricks, a model consistency. He is consistent. And yeah. they usually, I know their offense dropped off last year, but they should score enough runs for him to get a bunch of victories. Yeah, he's just a guy you're going to plug in there every, you know, when he's in those head-to-head leagues, you're going to plug him in there on a Sunday because he's going to give you a good outing. Uh, I like the Rockies pitches a lot more than I probably should. Yeah, it's dangerous. Yep. But I like almost all those guys. Gray. Because him. you know what? I think that's been overblown now. I, I think that pitching in Colorado is not nearly what it used to be. It's Except just a for different Gray. animal. Well, it's just well, that what we've talked about before is that that outfield is humongous. Yeah. You, gotta, you almost have to get the ball in the I'm air. Of, they I, catch it. I'm sick of Gray. Yeah. All right? I am. He shows you these signs of oh, being a dot. Didn't he have one star where he struck out like 16 guys? Yeah. That mm-hmm. complete game shutout, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um. Yeah, he's he's tough to really trust. Now, as far as relievers are concerned, I decided that we should just group them all together because the closer is dying. I mean, right. think about it. There are a few teams that have a closer that you feel good about. That's why every fantasy league, and I think we were sort of ahead of the curve on this. We added holds years ago. Every league, every, every league should have holds now. Has to. But middle relief has become such a huge part of has fantasy to. base of real yep. baseball. It should be a part of fantasy. No, baseball. especially the teams that use their closer in the seventh or eighth inning just to get a couple it, of big outs. It's They're, becoming the running back of, of baseball. I don't think baseball <laughs> focuses on the hold enough. Well, the the stat itself is flawed. So, but as a fantasy owner or fantasy league, you have to create something to measure yeah. middle relief. What can you do? Something to give value to the, the Adovinos, the Batantises, yeah. the haters, the Jeffries, the guys who aren't going to get more than 10 saves probably. In and and you, shouldn't, give you... you shouldn't have to care how a guy is used. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrew Miller's in St. Louis. He may not save that many games. Jordan Hicks may get more of the saves. Yeah. So should Andrew Miller become a less appealing fantasy player because he doesn't get quote-unquote saves? But I looked up and down the depth charts. There are very few teams in baseball, very few, where you can say, Okay, that's the closer, and nothing barring injury would change that. I mean, think about it. If you had to name the teams who say this is the closer, no question, you could list it on one hand. The Mm -hmm. Dodgers have it with Kenley Jansen. The Mets have it with Edwin Diaz. 
I think the Yankees have it with Aroldis Chapman. I, well, I, I have doubt... him. I have him fourth on my closers just because there's so much depth at closer for the Yankees. I could see him getting some time in the seventh eighth. He gets hurt he too. You never know. The rest yeah. of the guys, they're just going to close. That's it. Well, that, that's the scary thing for Chapman is the fact that they have that much depth. I think Rossiel Iglesias is pretty safe in Cincinnati. I think Aradas Vizcaino is pretty safe in Atlanta, especially with AJ Minter being banged up. But is What's his name? Uh, Corey Kniebel safe in Milwaukee? No, they've got three guys there. Yeah, last year they were using Hader and Jeffress on get. And by the way, Hader is going to be overdrafted in every single league. I wouldn't touch him with a 50 He was the first ball. reliever gone in my draft. I'm scared yeah, of that. Too. I'm scared of that. So what's your top five closers? To me, if you're in one of these leagues that's a five-by-five, five, you better get one of these big-name closers. Like Kevin to. just said early. You have to overpay for closure this year with these guys that we just mentioned because otherwise you're going to be chasing all year. I, I'm basing the, the I'm basically basing my top five when we say closers on guys that I think have the safest jobs. I think mm-hmm. Aroldis Chapman is probably third or fourth. Kenley Jansen's number one. I think Edwin Diaz is probably number two. Blake Trinan scares me. I don't know how good he is. Right? Is he going to do that again? It's but, just such a good year, but you're right. Season, we've seen yeah. this before. And we've got Craig Kimbrell basically being eliminated. Mm-hmm. Guy I'm really high on, though, is Sean Doolittle. Assuming the Nationals okay. don't stun everybody and sign Kimbrell, I think Doolittle, A, is very solid. I think that role is pretty safe for him. And that would, But Craig Kimbrell, I don't think anybody can sign him. No. What are you going to do? You're going to storm and wait for him to hopefully sign somewhere? And then who knows if he's affected once he comes back? Go ahead, Bogey. I have Diaz, one. And then I have uh, Trinan, two. I have Chapman, three. I have Jansen all the way down to four. I mean, he had an off year. It's still a good team, but I don't know. Something about him. I've had him the last two years, I think, I've taken him. His health worries me still. Yeah, Maybe it his heart and everything. I know. That does worry me. He's, he can't play in Colorado this year, I think, right? Like He yeah. can't make, those he can't make the That's trip, three right? trips that he's not going to be a part yeah. of. And then I have Kimbrell five because if someone signs him, I mean, you would think it'd only be for a closer role, right? Yeah, it'd probably take three weeks like, to get ready. Yeah, but maybe like the Cubs. But how good is he once he's ready? It just scares me. This it, is uncharted territory. It depends so much on what team he goes to. Yeah. yeah. If it's the Cubs, it'd be great. If, if it's in Chicago? Yeah. Why would that be great? He'd be the closer. Oh, that he's the closer yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, he's going to be the closer anywhere, though, and it's going to be a good team. It's not like a bad team's going to sign him. I mean, the could, Braves, could the he still Phillies, go back to the Red Sox? I think he, he has to. If that bullpen sucks in the first few weeks of the they year, they need each other too much. He needs them. They need him. Yeah, I mean, Matt Barnes. I'll tell you one guy under the radar, because I'm a sucker for this. Give me the SP reliever. Give me the starting pitcher reliever, and that's Sergio Romo, who's going to start off in the eighth inning in Miami. Drew Steckenrider is not that good. Romo could grab that job. And, you know, depending on how your league is, I know with our league, I'm always looking for the relief pitchers who qualify as a starter. Seth Lugo can certainly do that for the Mets. So you can steal 10 holds? Absolutely. I'm trying to steal holds. I'm trying to steal strikeouts. I'm trying to steal all that crap. Yeah. And I think Lugo could be one of those guys. Gazelman gave it to me a little bit last year. He's lost the SP eligibility. Chris Davinsky was the best at that two years ago. But look at Tampa. Always look at Tampa and guys who pitched in Tampa who was on Tampa. But because of that opener thing, you got a guy like Romo who qualifies as a starting pitcher. I mean, Diego Castillo, who's supposed to be a yeah. guy who's going to be out of the bullpen. has got yeah. SP eligibility. I think he does. I'll have yeah. to double check. No, he does. I'm oh, he does. Now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. He's a guy people like. He's supposed to have yeah, projections. But he's projected to get 10 holds. And for a starting pitcher eligible guy who's not going to kill you in every other category, uh, he's got a good whip, more strikeouts than innings pitched. Um, but my top five are Edwin Trinan. Chapman, Jansen, I'm worried about because of the health. You have a match there. Um, but I really like Brad Hand. Um, on that team, yeah. I think they're going to win a lot of games. The pitchers going to have one, leads. Brad Hand, yeah. they, they should score enough runs to get ahead. And most importantly, the Indians gave up a ton to get him. So they're going to have him in the closest role. 
until he absolutely sucks. After that failed Cody Allen experiment. Oh right. My God. Yeah. So Nightmare. I mean, they gave up. I mean, they gave up one of the top prospects for yeah. him. So he's gonna close, and he strikes out a ton of guys. So I took him early in my league. Well, not early, but when Chapman went and Trinan went, I went hand right yeah, next. They go fast. I think yeah. He's. I mean, that team could win ninety-five to hundred games. So he should be a forty-save candidate there. Two uh, sleepers I like are uh, Jimenez from the Tigers. Yep. Uh, Shane Green, I think, is right now their closer. Yes. I don't think he's going to hold that job. Jimenez is a better pitcher. And the guy you had as a starting pitcher sleeper, I love as a closing sleeper, and that's Josh James. I know yeah. that they like Osuna a lot, but if anything happens to him, you got him coming in for – His stuff's great, yeah. Yeah, everyone else in there, Brian Presley's, they're okay. I think if anything happens to Ozuna, Josh James is going to be the closer for the rest His of the His command could be an issue. I don't know. Well. I'll give you another guy as an SP reliever. Carlos Martinez when yeah. he comes back from injury. The Cardinals have flirted with the idea of using him out of the bullpen. Uh, right now, you know, Jordan Hicks was interesting last year. I watched a lot of Hicks. I ended up owning him over the final few weeks of the year. Those 102. He had a very difficult time throwing strikes. I mean, the biggest issue with Hicks is his ability to throw strikes. If you're a league that has walks, you got to worry yeah. about it. And I think that Miller managers prefer using them all over the place. Oh, yeah. So I could see, especially if they're telling Carlos Martinez upon coming back from injury, you're not a starter anymore, will make you the closer. Would you draft him or wait uh, and late, see? You got to wait. I think you wait and see. The yeah. reason I would draft him late is just to put him on the uh, DL or the, uh, the yeah. IR, whatever the hell they're calling I-L. it. IL. IL, which sounds weird. Because so, I could store him. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm wasting a draft pick on him, but I can immediately get him off my roster by putting him on the DL. Now, the one thing I worry about Carlos Martinez is that he walks a lot of guys. As a starting pitcher, he walks a lot of You're guys. Right. So, what's he going to do out of the bullpen? That's, yeah, I mean, you keep an eye on it, but the the walks are, are what scare me there. But he's still young. He's 26 this year or 27, I think. Yeah. One uh, sleeper I completely forgot about. And this, I love this guy, and he qualifies at second base, and he qualifies at shortstop, and he's still young, and that's Jonathan Scope. Jonathan Scope last year was awful, all right? He was awful in Milwaukee. He was awful in Baltimore. The year before that, he had 32 home runs. Driven 105 runs. I don't know what he is. Anymore. He was a blossoming star. That's he why v- he's a sleeper. Is he VR? Is he Perazzo? Are we? I mean, those are guys we were high on before that fell off. I, I, this is a... Late, I don't know how late I can get him. You tell me where am I getting Jonathan Scope? But at 27 years old on a one year deal, I think he only took a one year deal from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy with 30 home run potential, and he's not that removed from it. The power was still there, even though he batted 233. Yeah, he had 21 home runs. Yeah, I mean, Milwaukee 423 at bats. They didn't get as much of him as they wanted. They were hoping for better well, when they got him. Um, yeah, uh, so Luke Coy was out of our top five completely. Oh, yeah. There, by what the a way. big surprise. I mean, what a, yeah, what a big fall he had from wow. last year. It happens, man. I mean, catchers especially, they get old. I bet you next year if we do this, Buster Posey may be out of the top five. Don't they seem to just always rile up all these veterans to play for them? Who's the that? Angels. Oh, the well, they, they riled up. They did that with their starting pitching staff, the Angels, where they but brought everywhere. in a bunch of veteran starters. And Andrew Haney's hurt now. Matt Harvey's had a bad spring training. A couple of things before we get out of here philosophies on winning a league. Is it about the depth? Is it about having position versatility? Because, you know, we talked about the SP relievers. I mentioned uh, Isaiah Kiner Falafel, who can play. And now I'm going to call him that forever. Kinsler Falafel. Kinsler Falafel. But I love the guys, and I like having two of them, who can play basically everywhere. The multi-men. And I think our, our league, the one we're in, it seems like everybody's starting to do that now because yeah. now it's tougher to find those guys. 
Yeah, I love those guys that play a, a million positions. And back to my philosophy before is I'm not high in pitching. It's so hard to predict. They get hurt all the time. I mean, you look at Severino. If you draft Starting two, pitchers in general? You draft, yeah, if you draft two weeks ago, I mean, you're screwed right now. First four or five rounds, or if you're in an auction, the big money I'm spending is on offense, offense, offense. I'm getting guys who could steal me bases, who could hit for power, the Yelichs, the Benintendis, the Blackmans. Uh, I'm spending on guys who give me all the categories early. And I'm trying to find pitching as you go along. You can always find pitching. If you're monitoring the waiver wire, if you're checking the box scores from the day before, you can see who's on a good streak. You can play it uh, like that and hopefully you find an ace in the fifth, sixth round and then just build around that. See, the difference I have on that is I agree with pitching where you can find guys late and it's very up and down, especially with injuries. That's why I put more of a stock on finding me an ace early. Like, get me the one guy that I can rely on. But if on. he gets hurt. Well, look, I mean, it's the risk you take. But, uh, it's so, a, it's a big you, risk with pitchers. You say that about batters, too, But though. pitchers seem to go south a lot faster than hitters do. No, they do. But that's why I lo- if, if I can't find the ace, the ace isn't out there, then screw it. I'm not going to reach. And that's the lessons I've learned over the last 16 years. Don't reach. And don't reach for a position of need, too. That's the other thing. I'll never forget a draft we had a bunch of years ago, where my mind was, okay, I need a second baseman. Okay, I need a second baseman. Okay, I need a second baseman. And I ended up stretching for Dan Ugla when oh. a young Justin Verlander was sitting there. Yeah. But I just took Kershaw, so I didn't need Verlander. And it was the year that you know both of them had monster, monster years. So it's getting too much into stretching for a position. Even if you end up not having a highly regarded second baseman or shortstop or catcher, which is probably the weakest position, I think best available is always the way to go for a considerable amount of time in the draft because you end up, if you don't do that, taking a guy based on position more than ability. And usually that doesn't work out. But a lot of these aces are going second round. So let's say a Snell, Verlander, Cole. Are you taking those guys over a Stanton, a Freeman, um, Some a Machado? I'm, I'm not. Nope. I'm taking the hitters. Me too. They're too are hard to find. Those guys? It depends who. Let, depends right, which, who. Which of those guys I just said do you like the most? I would Max Scherzer. I'm taking no, 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 over not Max, Max Scherzer's a first round pick. But okay. I'm saying the other those Late other aces, Verlanders, the Coles. Are you taking those guys over? Let's say right now projected. Aaron Judge, Stanton, Machado, Goldschmidt. Are you taking those guys over those those pitchers? If I got a big bat in the first round, Degrom, I would. Kluber, I'm getting worried about because of age. I think I would, though. Sale, I would. I think my list is short, but yeah, to get that reliable ace, because I think it's very valuable. Because then, once you have an ace looking for the young, upcoming pitcher, there's a lot less pressure on it, because you've already got that one ace It's valuable. It's just that the the hitters you'll be looking at passing on, when you get those pitchers, I mean, there's going to be some names you got to say no to. But you can also find bats late in the draft as well. Yeah. We're talking about Byron Bucks and all the potential he has. You can find that guy late as well. What say you, Bogut? I always like to go like the big hitters, and then I always like to try to get the top two closers. I mean, I've always done it that yeah. way. If you can get those top two guys, that'll get Especially you. Especially now when so many teams are going the by 35 committing. to 45 saves guaranteed, and you uh, wrap up those every week. Are we buying Juan Soto this year and Acuna? <sighs> I mean, I buy Acuna. I know you are, but. Not re- I'm definitely afraid that both take a little bit of a step back. Right. I, mean, I mean, if you're in a keeper league, then wrap your arms around them for a very long time. But I think in a when it's only what are you going to do for me this year kind of league, I'm nervous that both those guys take a step back. And I agree with Andujar and Torres with the Yankees. I think both of them will probably take a step back, just a matter of how much of a step back it actually is. Because in a non-keeper league, I saw Cunha go first round this year and Soto third I can't round. do that. 
Mm. I can't draft risk. Acuna. Not, not yet. Not yet. Next year, maybe. If he does it again. Well, yeah, next year. But this year, I can't take a guy who's only been in the league one year. No question. All right, fellas, I appreciate it. Ernie, who produces us on the Midday Show, is also the defending champion of the Fantasy League. We're in. John Bogan, who once won a championship in our league as well. So I just want to point that out. You have it on the resume. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to our Fantasy Baseball Preview Edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast. Now, coming up, Ernie's going to have to come back because our yearly Mets versus Yankee bet podcast, that will be dropping on March 25th. The MLB Prediction Show podcast soon after that. Brian Monzo, who's asking me about it today, will join me on our WrestleMania 35 preview, which will drop on April 2nd. And coming up a little bit later on as the weeks and months go on, a net season and review podcast. Who knows what that'll be? Who knows the tone of that one? And a WrestleMania instant reaction podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Evan Roberts Podcast.